0: Hi, it's Tony. On today's show, we'll go around the NFL with Jason Lock and 4 We'll get picks from James Carville and Jeff Ma, and we'll have the bleep button ready for James. But first, as always, commerce.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's only a kick, a jump,
2: a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle a run it's only for the fans after all it's only pressure you got this adidas
0: previously on the tony kornheiser show you were about to be either tied or lose the Washington game, and they didn't go for two, and they missed the extra point. And so you covered.
2: And I will say this. I've been on, I, thanks to Ron Rivera, and this is proof that
3: you almost never want to bet on this,
2: I've lost
3: because of this very same bad decision by Rivera, right? So this stuff does even
4: out. But he, you and I were texting about this. He is worth a point to the other team. in <laughs> never sprint. <laughs>
0: The Tony Kornheiser Show is on now. So following up on what we talked about yesterday in the open, that the PTI show was just going to be nothing but the NBA. There's no avoiding it. I fear that that's the same today. Yeah. I fear that we will have to talk early about Joel Embiid getting, what did he get, 51 points oh. uh, against Minnesota last night as the Sixers at home handily defeated the Timberwolves, which, by the way, they're supposed to do. Yes. They're supposed to do, but now I'm going to have to talk for two and a half minutes on <laughs> what's going to happen in j- June. <laughs> you know, which I don't really know what's going to happen in June. So anyway, uh, I look for other stories and I don't really Here's see Here's a them.
2: primer. The playoffs should be expanded,
1: right?
0: Yeah. More teams, more teams should be in the playoffs. Yeah, a couple more at least. Because what if they finish 11? <laughs> uh, okay. Um, at least
1: Booger's wife. on the show today, though, right? Huh? Booger's on the PTR on the show yeah.
2: today.
0: I wonder if he's got any holiday golf planned. <laughs> so there was, I'm sure he does. Yes. Yes. So um, I don't usually talk about this, but I'm going to talk about this. However, briefly, the LSU women's basketball team uh, came to Coppin State last night. That's a mismatch, of course, because LSU is the defending national champions. But you, you do this, if you are the coach of LSU, Kim Mulkey, and you have recruited through the transfer portal, Angel Reese, and she's from Baltimore, You do this. You make sure she gets a chance to go home during her time at your school. Dean Smith famously did this with whoever he recruited. He made sure in those days you played four years. He made sure that in those four years, you always, if you were a prized recruit, you always got to go to pretty close to where you grew up to play in a game. Because everybody likes that. Yeah. And Angel Reese loves that. She is the best player on the national championship team. All right. But we still don't know why she missed those games. We still don't know this. She missed two, three, four, whatever she missed. And it was a story. And Kim Mulkey shut it down. She shut it down. She said, I'm not talking about this. If something happens in a locker room, that's in a locker room. Kim Mulkey's completely right to say and do exactly what she did. But it's amazing to me that nobody has found anything out about this. Yeah. They've just let it go. They've just, uh, there's, you would think that by now, uh, look, I'm a sports writer by trade. And I think, wow, how can this not be a story? How can it be done? And it's done. Feels like some questions needed to be asked. It's done. Yeah. Well, it's not, the. everybody knows what the questions are. You have to find the person who'll tell you. The coach isn't going to tell you and the player isn't going to tell you. But nothing happens. In sports, that only involves one coach and one player. That's not how it works. There's ripple effects throughout a team, throughout an administration, throughout you know the team, the whole structure, and nobody has come up with with exactly what happened. And right. Maybe so they never will. It's
2: the ripple effects that you're surprised that it doesn't yes. slowly get leaked out. Yes. Even though, if you think about the intentions, this yes. this could be the difference between pros and college, where you you look at the the trust that might exist between a coach and a player or a
0: university and its students and its teams. I am in awe of Kim Mulkey and Angel Reese for this. That it's apparently settled. It's apparently behind everybody. We don't know what it is, (laughs) but they're great. They're a great team. She's a great player, and Mulkey's a great coach. Mulkey has won national championships at different schools. And they have... I don't know. I mean, I'm taking the minority view here cuz I'm a sports writer by trade. I think 98% of the people out there just say shut up with this. You know, she's playing. what's your problem? What's your problem? And I understand that point of view from from what I grew up with in the business. Oh, wow, this still is not reported. Is there an appetite for it? Maybe not anymore. Maybe not. I it just it just always sort of leaves me going, "Wow, how did they do that?" All right, it's the beginning of winter. Um, so we go through this every winter. When I say this is a great day, because from now on, there's more, after today, there's more light in the sky for a longer period of time. But as as I find out every single year, and I'm reminded every single year, there's already more light, I guess, in at the evening yeah. than there has been before. And there will be less light still in the morning for a couple of weeks. It slowly catches up. It, it, it confuses me, as yeah. so many things do. <laughs> it confuses me. Um, but I don't, I mean, I accept this. I accept, I, my prejudice is. You accept the world around you? Great. I do. My prejudice is, <laughs> really I don't care at exists. this moment in time. <laughs> I don't care about more light in the evening. I care about more light in the morning. Like, that's what I want. For very me? selfish reasons. The I'm dog. a very selfish person. I'm walking <laughs> the dog. I want to, I, I want to, I don't, I'm out in darkness so in the er, evening. I accept that. But in the morning, no I sort light, of, yeah, I rather. want there to be light. Now, there is light in the sky. There is some light in the sky by 7, Yeah. You know, there's light in the sky. But
1: at night, like at like four o'clock. It, you know, it feels like it's getting dark. It could so, be worse. You, you live in Boston. in Boston. Yeah, you,
2: like you'd leave class, it's 3.30, it's already dark. Yeah, it's yeah. dark.
1: Yeah, it's just... Oh. Boston is the worst for that. <laughs>
0: well, it's I mean worst. outside
1: of like Alaska where they have like 30 days of the night lab, or
0: whatever. That's, Alaska's yeah. not in the continental United States. We're not <laughs> so, likely so I was to thinking about car. this
2: uh, <laughs> one, we were looking at getting posters for the boys and we wanted to get one that showed the different phases of the moon. Of the moon. So yeah, that's a hint, hint, maybe for uh, a gift down the line uh, from you. But I was thinking about the miscongeniality quote. What's your perfect date? Well, like, what is your perfect two-week window of the year in terms of you get what you want in the morning and in the evening?
0: Or maybe you just, you, you're you placing the importance on the I, morning. I will tell you. what well, The morning is more important to me. But I will tell you the worst for me is when we go to daylight savings time. Because uh, it it's just, a shock to the system. You just go back into darkness. Back, it's not fair. It's not right. So it, I don't like daylight savings time. And, I don't like it. And animals don't have
1: clocks. So I don't know if you deal with this with Chessie, but she's probably like, hey, I'm supposed to go out. I know it's only 5 a.m. or your time or whatever, but my clock says it's 6. Let's yeah. go.
0: Yeah. No, I, it, it's just you have to. There's a lot of math involved with this. You have to adjust. <laughs> you you have to adjust to it. But it's always. But this is a good day. It's a nice day, day because it's the, last, it's the last day of this. Yeah. And then it gradually, and it's very gradual. It's seconds for a while. Just seconds of more light. But we'll take them. Yeah. We'll take those seconds. I, I, I like that.
2: Yeah, so I find it, it, it ends up being lined up more with the holidays. So now you're, you know, what, whether you celebrate Hanukkah, Christmas, there's, there's so much energy in this middle of December through the new year, and then you get to the, the darkness that is. And, um, and the snow.
0: Yes. Which, and the snow, which, which is coming in yeah. January and February. yeah Like more snow than the last five years or something like that. That's what they say So yeah. I'm not crazy about that. I wanted to also mention one other thing. I'm one of the few people that gets a newspaper physically gets a newspaper delivered that's we are a shrinking group of people but you still
2: read a number of stories on the
0: online i do i read a lot online yeah sure but i also get the newspaper there was an ad yesterday maybe or the day before monumental sports and they are the people uh, that's owned by ted leonsis who is responsible for at the moment trying to and wanting to move the capitals and the wizards out of washington dc into virginia And there was an ad that you could sign up for the streaming service. I don't understand streaming, so it's not aimed at me. But for $200, you could sign up for the streaming service. And if you did, you could get a couple of free tickets to selected games. But it didn't say, were those games going to be in Virginia? (laughs) Like, it didn't say that. Didn't say, yeah, four years from now and in Virginia. You
2: know. I'd pay a premium to take those games off of local cable. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And it also offered um at least in the district bobbleheads that nice. didn't look anything like the people they said they looked like. And it didn't look anything you know, like that. Are you
2: surprised that the technology for bobbleheads hasn't changed should, more in twenty five be years? Better? Yeah, when shouldn't we shouldn't thank-
0: bobbleheads shouldn't you say, Oh, that's Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to worry. I feel like every year there's that? a
2: promotional bobblehead. They go, oh, we have to take this one out. This was uh, problematic. Yeah, <laughs> yes. just, they, yeah. Don't yeah. Yeah. they don't look
0: good. They don't look like the people involved. <laughs> they just don't look like the people involved. There, there was Ovechkin. There was Elena Don. Didn't look. And then there was Kyle Kuzma. And I said that to Wilbon and said, why are they doing that? He's going to be gone with yeah, the trade deadline. Yeah, a month, He's yeah. a rental. He's a three-month <laughs> rental. So anyway. All right. Um, yeah, let, let me shut up. Uh, let's go to Jason La when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
2: This is The Tony Kornheiser Show.
0: Curry, Dylan Curry. It's a song called Poem to the Moon. And Dylan Curry lives in Washington State, shares my fascination with the moon. By the way, the moon is right now waxing, getting larger and larger and larger. Full moon probably about a week away. Waxing gibbous? I don't know about gibbous. I don't know about that. I know it's waxing. (laughs) Jim Curry of Satellite Beach, Florida, sent this to us because this is his son, Dylan. And Jim writes, I've listened to your show since 1996 while we were living in D.C. And I've missed very few shows since. We're now retired in Satellite Beach, Florida, about 20 miles south of Cape Canaveral. Best wishes for the holiday to Tony, Michael, Nigel, the whole gang of littles. Plays in Jason Lockenfora with this read. We are joined by Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora host of the podcast In the Huddle, covering the entire NFL. Let me get to my notes for Jason. So I wrote this down yesterday, um, and I don't know how you feel about it. And I don't even know that anymore there's enough writing that matters where you say, well, this is the arc of a whole season. But I said, jason, if you ask me to write the story of the season, I would say it's the backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. have you ever have you ever seen this many teams needing to go to second and third string quarterbacks not for one game right but for you know five six seven games
4: I don't think so i I think this feels different I think this is different um in the volume in the number of at least um potential playoff teams that have dealt with this to some degree, the way it's happened in droves, the way um, some of these guys have kind of bubbled up um, or or surprised us more consistently than we thought. Tony, it's been such a thing that, like, I remember when Josh Dobbs was a thing. Yes, so me, for three weeks. Like, and he's lost his job again. But, like, yes. there were the, the game, what he did, you know, against Atlanta where he barely got there in the middle of the week and didn't know what was going on, and then what he did against the Saints after that. And so, no, it, it – yeah, I mean, I wrote about Joe Flacco at the post a,
3: yeah. maybe a week
4: ago, and, you know, it was kind of like, okay, in the year of the, of the backup quarterback, is this guy the one who's going to end up Taking it to the next level and be the last one of those standing until he eventually falls because I don't think the Browns are winning a Super Bowl with him. But no, I I, I don't remember this many stories. It being so quirky, it, it just being so much, and it's starting so like it started so soon in the season as well. Like right? we had the Badgett thing for a while, right? The D two kid, and yeah. the Cutlets and. Like, it's just, it feels like every week there's another one of them. I
0: wrote some things down, because in terms of possible playoff teams, Jake Browning, Cincinnati, Joe Flacco, Cleveland, Gardner, Minshew, Indianapolis, Case Keenum, Houston. And then you have other teams probably not in the playoffs. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the Seahawks would be, but Jets, Giants, Hmm. Steelers, Titans, Chargers, Seahawks, Patriots, Vikings. Vikings, it's, it's, that's almost half the league, Jason.
4: Yeah, it's been... It's been pretty wild, um, pretty bizarre, uh, and and what look Browning is playing like really good football. Yeah, and he he didn't play exceptionally in his first start against uh, Pittsburgh, and um, a, a fair amount's been made of that with those two teams about to meet again. But like, I went back and watched you know some of the cut ups of that. Like, he wasn't god awful either. Like, it wasn't maybe as bad as we we kind of made it out to be. And it's also a really tough spot where that's a team that had legitimate at least coming into the season we thought legitimate Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl aspirations and Burrow you know had just got that contract and had just come back from injury himself because you know starting the year he was banged up and you know coming off of the preseason injury or the actually training camp wasn't even
0: preseason the calf injury. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. This guy keeps, you know, even in that Steelers game, he, he he completed a high percentage of his passes. Like, he keeps completing 75% of his passes every week. Like If that's your foundation, if that's your jump-off point, that's not a bad jump-off point. Um, I know Jamar Chase is out now, and, and I, I get it. it. It feels like at some point here the walls might close in, but I'm not sure it's this week against Pittsburgh. Um,
0: Pittsburgh's lost three in a row and four out of five. They're they're no good. And they're on a third string quarterback. Right. Here's here's what I'm wondering about. When you step back from this, now it hasn't happened. Well, Burrow is a star. Certainly Herbert is a star, but they're not stars in the way that, you know, that that Mahomes is a star and who's the best quarterback. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson hasn't gotten hurt this year. But if, Purdy hasn't gotten hurt. But if, the league looks back. Do they say, we've got to protect quarterbacks better? We have to make the rules Ooh. even better so that Tom Brady starts screaming. Is, he, is that possible in your mind? I don't know. I mean, I feel
4: like that's that's a driving force of most things they do. You know, I think, um, you know, how does it affect the quarterback? What does it mean for the quarterback? What can we do for the quarterback? Yes. I don't think that's ever you know, out of sight, out of mind for them. Or a back burner or eh, you know, who cares? We like it for X, Y, and Z. I mean I, I I I they know where their bread's buttered here. Um and as as sort of neat and cute and fun as some of these stories are some of the time, um they they know how to make money. They know, you know, what makes games more or less attractive on national television and which games advertisers will get more and sponsors will get more or less excited about, and it's you don't you know it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that that often involves having some of the team's best quarterbacks on the biggest stages, and that's I mean look at how they devise the primetime schedule and how they keep adding right what's one of the main reasons why they keep adding these buffers where we can change these games later and we can change more games well it's because quarterbacks get hurt. Um, as much as they, they try to put together rules that will incubate them as best as possible. So could it, you know, even further that? I mean, it's it's possible, but I, I don't think they often get very away from that. I, I just think it's also the way this game is played, you know, within reason there's only so much you can do. Um, you know, are we going to put them in a different color? You know, are we going to put them in a penny? You
3: know? Right. Right. like a
4: goalie, a, a penny that looks different than everybody else's jersey and, you know, make sure that nobody lays a hand on them. I, and, and the other issue is, I mean, quarterbacks are like the the prototypical quarterback or sort of the, you know, whatever, the average or the median quarterback. What his skill set is keep, keeps evolving, and, and it tends to evolve more and more and more. Guys who make plays,
0: extending
4: plays, yes. or outside the that's pocket. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's that, they
0: expose themselves. Yes.
4: I mean the, the 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 guy who's you know the the old school just pocket drop back passer. They feel a little bit more like the anomaly. Like you watch these draft classes of quarterbacks come in, you know, and there might be one or two, you know, who who last in this league. And that's really what they do and who they are. But there'll, there'll be many more who the element of their legs and activating their legs are, are a big part of what make them go.
0: Yeah. And I'll get off that. I'll get off that. Um, there's, there's a huge game, Monday night, Christmas night. Yeah. Ravens at 49ers. I assume that the MVP is at stake on this game, right?
4: Uh, yeah. And I don't know that it necessarily, you know, the spoils go to the victor because, you know, it, it could be a game. Where the 49ers are this oiled up machine, and Debo does two or three things, and you're like, woo! You know, McCaffrey does his thing and goes over 125 yards scrimmage and, you know, has two or three really cool catches and, you know, is a sledgehammer on the ground. And, you know, they keep showing these videos of Trent Williams road grading people 15 yards down yeah. the field. You know, and Purdy is very efficient, and he, you know, he's his 21 of 27, you know, for 267 yards and you know a few touchdowns, but a lot of that damage is in the pocket, you know, and the ball's coming out real fast, and it's three-step drop, boom, and it's a whole bunch of yak, and they end up winning by you know more than a touchdown, and on the other side, Lamar is this one-man gang; they're rotating his tackles now, Tony. They if if you've got two quarterbacks, you've got none. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you've got four offensive tackles, you've got none. Right. So they're, they're rotating tackles. Keaton Mitchell becomes this other explosive element who can get back there, you know, in the pistol with him and make things happen in the option game. Now they use that lose that young man for the season. After they already lost the guy, he, he eventually came to replace J.K. Dobbins at the start of the season. And there's no Mark Andrews. Um, you know, and he might run for a hundred yards and and only throw. Oh, I'm saying only in air quotes for like two fifteen or two oh five, but three or four of his third down completions are just you know plays that take six and a half seven seconds because he's doing all this amazing stuff inside and outside the tackle box. Because again, he doesn't have tackles. Right. You know, and he might still be. You know, like they might lose the game. They might lose the game by much more than even the Vegas line would, would you know, anticipate, yet you come off the field saying they might have lost by 30 if they had any other quarterback in the league. So I, I do think there's a script where the eye test continues to resonate highly for him, even beyond the box score, you know, and, and Purdy will maybe put up his traditional box score, which is, which is excellent. But just think about this. Think about all the other players on that offense. Who get talked about and, and, and they are have acknowledged four people who can breathe, score
0: right? any yeah. play. Yeah. So Nobody has team. that in the league no. but the 49ers. They got no. four.
4: I mean, since they're by, I, I was looking at some of the, the CBS research packet. Like, I think since they're by, are you, Kittle, Debo, and McCaffrey combined already have 2,400 scrimmage yards mm-hmm. and like 20 touchdowns yeah. between those guys. Just in the five whatever weeks since their by. like, who, tell me somebody else on Lamar's offense who like no. is any good?
0: No, like, you don't have that. No,
4: besides, so yeah. maybe the center. You know, the center might be second team Pro Bowl. Like, oh, okay, but right. he's a center. Yeah. like it. it I, it's just two different things.
0: All right. I'll get you out of here on this. Two weeks in a row, you've had Buffalo winning. Mm-hmm. You've gone on this show and talked about Buffalo. Are you sold on them, or would that oh, yeah. just two weeks? Oh, you are well, sold on them.
4: I was kind of sold on them before they won those games. Right. You know, I was... I, I They made the coordinator change, which I didn't... Uh, I felt like was not the kind of thing they usually do And talking to people around the league. There was a fair amount of skepticism that this was going to, um, in any way, be part of some, um, you know, uh, great rising for that team. But you know what? It It has turned out to be that. And I don't think it's a... You know, this created that. Uh, but the reaction to that change has been significant. And this team's running the ball now 52% of the time. I mean, they went from running the ball 40% of the time to 52% of the time. I'm going to have a piece on them this weekend. Um, they have gone from a team that's living in shotgun to now getting a little old school, running from under center. Uh, they have four people involved in a very – um, diverse run game that kind of features multiplicity. I think they're the best Bills team of the Josh Allen era wow. for Buffalo. I think this team is built more for actually where they play than any of these other additions. And every other time, it seemed like they overachieved or called people by surprise, or just went on a magic carpet ride where it's like, well, they're going to win 14 games. We don't know which 14, right? But they're going to compete for the one seed. They're going to run away with their division, and we'll see them in January. This team's had to scrap and claw and overcome adversity. And uh, I kind of thought they would gel. I thought that bye came at the perfect time. And then, yeah, they have, you know, they lost the game to the Eagles that they should have won. They were the better team in that game. They outperformed the Eagles. They found a way to lose. That's been their their M.O. for a part of the season, but I I do think they've shed that part of their skin now. Um, And I think they're getting in the playoffs, and I think they're going to be very dangerous when they get in. I'm not sure they're going to surpass Miami, because um, I I think Miami's going to be a real tough game for the Ravens coming off that San Francisco game a week from now. Um, But, yeah, I I believe in these bills, and the more reporting I did on them this week, the the more I believe that... Um, they're going to be pretty dangerous in January.
0: All right. Plug your radio for us, your radio show.
4: Sure. Um, you can listen to me two to six daily on Inside Access on 105 The Fan in Baltimore. And you can also check us out anywhere, I think, in the world uh, on the Odyssey app or certainly anywhere in the you know maybe not too far-flung regions of the world. Uh, you could read me uh, weekly, uh, biweekly this time of year in The Washington Post. Uh, check me out on CBS Sportsline um, for uh, any handicapping and gambling information. Uh, I think that's it that's right That's a
0: now. lot. That's a lot. Thank you, Jason. A- and, of
4: course, you know, the, the In the Huddle podcast.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm about to do that. I J-
4: know. I just, was, I just was getting you there, Tom. Just us.
0: guide me there. Jason Lock and <laughs> um, four, <laughs> boys and girls. That was Odyssey NFL Insider, Jason Lock and four. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we will return with James Carville, maybe, and Jeff Ma, certainly. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
2: this is the Tony Kornheiser
5: Show.
4: Well, you wake up in the morning, boy. You hear the ding-dong ring. It's
0: James Carville's walk-up then music. Then you look
4: upon the table, boy.
0: Paul Evans.
4: You see the same darn
0: thing. Midnight special. Not the one most people are used boy. to, but the original. Well, Lead <laughs> Belly, I think, Led was Belly's the original. Really, right. Yeah, so, so a I very have a one. bunch of things to say to Carville. First of all, and I know, I don't know that you ever watch the show anymore, but if you watch the PTI show, I put up in the book area behind me, All's Fair, your book with Mary. That's up there. People can see it. I
5: I just didn't notice it. Okay, great.
0: People can see it. And I also mentioned this the other day, not, not on the air. I'm not saying that, that I am directly on television because of X or Y. But Mary helped me so much to get confident to be on television when she used to put me on the all's. What what was the show called? Equal Equal Time. Time. Yeah.
5: I I had breakfast with David Zaslaw in Los Angeles, and he was reminiscing fondly about he kind of branded Roger Ailes was
0: over it. It was was a weird time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm very grateful to Mary for that, as I think back on these things a long time ago. All right. You got crushed last week on uh, bowl games. Oh, bo- did I? <laughs> oh my God! The oh, old, old Dominion—that's the uh-huh. most amazing bowl game ever, right? I lost that. Uh, the, it
5: was in the Rams over. Uh, look, yeah. sometimes people that listen to this, that engage in this type of activity, you, you got to you got to purge a system some weekend. Yes. <laughs> it, everything, every bowl bounces the other way. Yeah. You know, look in Army Navy game. It bounced my way, the game ends up yes. on the two inch line, you know. So you, it it there is some truth to it balances out over the course of a season.
0: Well, you're fifty seven, you know? fifty one and one, or you're sixty nine, fifty one and one, counting Jaden Daniels. So well,
5: I don't know how you don't count so,
0: <laughs> so I am. You I, met
5: the twelve I, to one pick. I that's that uh, I'm, counting at, anyway, let's, I'm
0: counting it. I'm counting
5: coming you. back this week hard. Okay, right? what do you got? All right, I got you. Got Georgia State, Utah State. Yes. All right, <clears throat> take the favorite, Utah State minus two and a half.
0: That's in the famous Potato Bowl. Yes. Okay.
5: Yeah, I, I, I get these things. <clears throat> JMU and Air Force. Yes. Air Force take Air Force plus two point five. I,
0: I got to stop you on that. JMU was like ranked this year. You sure? They're
5: very good. Yeah. They're very good. Then, but you get into these bowl games. You, you know, who wants to play? Who doesn't want to play? And Air Force plays they play pretty rough bad football. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Okay. All right. Uh, Utah at Michael Wilbon University.
0: Northwestern, yeah. That's the SRS distribution bowl, whatever that is. SRS In Vegas.
5: would distribute six and a half points your way and take the Wilbon.
0: <laughs> take the Wilbons, the mighty Wilbons. Northwestern plus six and a half. Okay, what else?
5: And then uh, Miami, which got to be one of the most disappointing seasons of any program there is, and Rutgers.
0: And I'm impressed with Rutgers. I'll take them and a point. Yeah, it's in the bad boy mowers bowl. uh, Yeah, Miami strikes me as as sort of like the equivalent in the pros of the Chargers. Like, they're supposed to be better than this. They weren't.
5: There are certain teams that are like that. Yeah, and Miami is like that. The Chargers are like that. The Angels are like that. Yeah. Yes. You know, every year, you keep saying, well, they're going to be good. Look <laughs> at this. No,
0: they're no, not good. They're not good. Yeah. What and else you the got?
5: pros, I got one pro game. And it's the Colts and the Falcons. The Falcons up, laying one point. I go with the Falcons.
0: Okay, Colts I thought you had the Oklahoma State-Texas A&M as well. No? Get uh, out. Did, did you sent this to us where you okay, took Oklahoma I State. I yeah, you had Oklahoma State in the plus tax two and a half. Texas okay. Bowl. All
5: right, put, put them up. They okay. my
0: notes. Oklahoma okay. State plus two and a half against AM. So, another very disappointing team. Yeah.
5: Put yeah, that out man. Ooh, yeah. That was disappointing. Team. We got it, All right. We, let's hope, hope you. Play, we,
0: let's, gonna, no double plays this week.
5: Not, not this week, but we're going to come with a lot. We're coming with a lot of steam. There's a lot left <laughs> in this year. Oh, a, oh, yes. There's a lot of football left here, gentlemen. There, there is. is. Thank <laughs> you, James.
0: That's okay. all. Best of all, James Carville. It's always a pleasure. And by the way, I should read this, that this week's picks with James Carville and Jeff Ma are brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. It is true that I'm, for anyone who cares, and maybe nobody really cares about this, I had done a bunch of stuff on ESPN on a show called The Sports Reporters that was on Sunday mornings at 9 or 930 And we taped it at about seven o'clock in the morning. Did
2: you find more comfort when you were on a panel
0: or did you not really know your place? I understood my place completely on a panel. I understood how the time was going to be carved up. But what Mary had me do on equal time was co-host with her. So I could sort of speak whenever I wanted to speak or, you know, come out of what the guest was saying and continue part of the conversation. It was harder to do. It was more creative to do. There was more independence in it. And part of me thinks that that was better training, actually, for PTI. Yeah. Yeah, more impromptu. And those panel things are not impromptu. There's a, there's a particular rhythm to them. You know when you go. And yeah. it's not, it, no, this other thing. And and Mary Madeline, out of, out of nowhere, just said, do you want to do it? I, you know, I had no experience, and she was great. So that book, thats a wonderful book, All's Fair. It's their life story, and uh, it's been out for a long, long time, but it's a wonderful book. Is Jeff with us? Jeff is indeed Jeff with God us. Jeff Ron's with us. All right, Jeff had, had said he might want to talk. Jeff had a good week last week. Jeff was 3-1-1. One, and one. Jeff is 12-2-1 over the last three weeks, and he's 42-35-2. But you talked about the shifting of the future odds, Because I I never understand futures, so tell me what you mean by that.
3: So, right now, you can bet on who you think is going to win the Super Bowl. Right. And you can bet on any team, obviously. And, um, you know, who would you assume, Tony, would be the favorite in that right now?
0: I would assume San Francisco, unless Baltimore beats them on on Christmas night. I would say San Francisco.
3: Yeah, so currently San Francisco is. And there's a few reasons, obviously, that they're the odds-on favorites. Um, they're likely to get the buy right now. They're the best team by most advanced metrics, and um, they've just beaten their top two competitors. But the the spread between them and Philly and Dallas has become pretty large. The the Forty Niners, if you bet on them right now, if you bet a hundred dollars, you'll win two hundred if they win the Super Bowl, which is not a very great bet. Right? Um, if you bet on Philly or the Cowboys, you bet a hundred dollars on them, you get roughly ten dollars. I mean, a hundred dollars. Uh, sorry, a thousand dollars.
0: Oh, ten to one. Ten yeah. to
3: one. So it's it's a it's a pretty big spread, and that spread has gotten really big in the last three weeks because of sort of everything that's happened with Philly and the Cowboys. And in my mind, that spread's gotten too large, probably. But you kind of see the value there of getting that buy and then having home field throughout. And, you know, we've only been doing this for a few years, but you know the belief is that getting that bye and having that home field is incredibly valuable um as you mentioned Baltimore they're the, they're the favorite right now in the AFC yeah um they're roughly about 5 to 1 100 to win 500 uh to win the Super Bowl and then after them is is uh, sort of uh Kansas City and Miami
0: so l- let me go back to the notion of getting the buy being valuable and it usually is in football but we've noticed it's no good at all in baseball now my my belief would be that's because there's a series being played. It's not one game you're not dropped in cold one game the only there's one game is not an enormous advantage to a football team than going on the road against a better team. but we've seen it in baseball that the buy hurts right
3: yeah i mean it, the the baseball thing is interesting because obviously you would expect almost it to be the opposite right that if you if you get a buy meaning like you you get to bypass an entire series yeah that you get to come in and and over the course of you know a, a few games you're gonna end up being the better team um, yeah I mean I think there's a lot of differences right I think one of the things the physical toll of football is such that getting that buy is, is a really big deal you yes. don't have that physical toll in baseball um, in fact you know the, the belief is that baseball being having being in rhythm and playing every day and then taking that break is is bad. I it's mean, bad. there's a lot of sports yeah. where we've seen this uh in the NBA when they move to the sort of seven day uh all star break, those first games back, you would see lower scoring, specifically in the first and second quarters because of the rust. Oh. So um there there are there are certainly there's certainly an angle where rest is bad in some sports, but, but uh, in, in football, it's clearly always been documented like teams off a of bye and all they win. There, there's, yeah, there's a they there's value there. And, they and certainly having a guaranteed win uh, in football is huge.
0: So are you saying that, that you would suggest that people bet on Dallas or Philadelphia as well as say San Francisco and sort of try to, you know, cover themselves?
3: no i mean i don't think that's the right way to look at oh, it the futures okay. markets are tough because in many cases you you can't bet both sides like you there's not a lot of places that you could bet san francisco not to win the super bowl or right and or say so the market tends to be a market that isn't quite as valuable meaning there's not as not as much value I emitting mean, like in futures markets where you see value is, is early in seasons. You can see value sometimes in long shots, or you can see value where things are just generally mispriced. Like an example we talked about about the process this week is the Bengals who are currently in the playoffs. Yeah. If the playoffs were to start, they're actually 55 to one to win the Super Bowl. So that's a huge, you know, obviously like if they do get in, there's, there's opportunity there. Um, but the reality is, that they're there for a reason. Their their um, route to actually get into the playoffs, They have they have a very tough schedule. They have to play, um, you know, uh, good playoff teams down the road. So it's it's um it's hard to find value in futures often. And okay. so I think that actually Cincinnati Bengals are 55 to one to to win the AFC. So you can get tremendous value on them if you believe they're going to make the playoffs. But again, their route to win the playoffs, to get into the playoffs, is very difficult.
0: Now, what do you have for us this week, Jeff?
3: Okay, so we're going to start uh, with the Miami Dolphins minus the one and a half over Dallas. Um, Dallas has a pretty underrated injury that happened in the Philadelphia game. Jonathan Hankins is their nose tackle, went out against Philly. He's been kind of their big run stopper and you even saw it in the Philly game. They They were... Um, there, there. People are able to run against them. Um, Buffalo just dominated them they did. on the run and on the ground. And Miami could do something similar if Hankins is out. So, if you're betting that game, um, keep an eye on Hankins's injury status. But Miami minus one and a half over Dallas. Is, you know, okay. Because Dallas doesn't have a tremendous amount of incentive to win at this point because they're probably locked into the spot they're at. Philly's probably not going to lose uh, their games down the stretch because they again play a pretty weak schedule. Well, So, yeah, I like Miami minus the one and a half. What else? I'm going to take Chicago minus the four over Arizona. Obviously, uh, Chicago had a a, a challenging game um, that they probably should have won. And even at the end, maybe had a chance to win. Uh, But I do really like, I mentioned this, how they're playing on defense. Um, And, you know, I like what Fields is doing, and Arizona is a team that, um, you know, down the stretch, may lose some games and may lose some games by margin.
0: Okay. What else?
3: I'm going to take New England plus the six and a half over Denver. Really? Um, yeah. The New England's still playing pretty hard um, against Kansas City. If Zappi doesn't make that terrible pass in the second half. They're probably in that game. Um, you know, they haven't quit. Um, they're still playing, but uh, this is a game, I think, where – Yeah, Denver's probably going to take them relatively lightly, and I like them plus the six-and-a-half.
0: Okay. What else?
3: I'm going to take Philly minus the 12 over the Giants. Uh, This is a a game where, you know, obviously Philly comes in a teeny bit underrated into this game because of their recent performance. Um, In my mind, we talked about this. Rufus says that by his rankings, Philly should probably be a 15-point favorite, so you're getting a little bit of value because of Philly's recent struggles.
0: That's a lot of points in a division game. Twelve.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just don't really think the Giants are very good. I mean, I think no, they the, stink. The, you know, obviously the DeVito situation. Yeah. Is what it is, and he's a you know a, a great story, but it's kind of like the Cinderella midnight right now for him, I think. And you know, okay. even though he fired his agent, and he's going to get a lots more pizza uh, <laughs> restaurant bookings yes, now, yes. Uh,
0: <laughs> especially if he does them for free. Yes.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I think Philly Philly's going to win that game easily, and th- this is a game for them to kind of come out and and make their statement over everyone and win this game by you know d- double digits and easily.
0: All right, give us one more. We're
3: going to take Tampa minus the one over Jacksonville. I heard you talking about this earlier, and sort of you you were surprised about this. Uh, Tampa's played really well since their health of their offensive line has been good, and actually Baker Mayfield has played incredibly well. Um, over over the last couple of games. He has. And I I think with Jacksonville, one of the things that's built into this line is, you know, that I don't know if you watched that game against Baltimore, actually it was probably too late for you. But um I watched
0: you know, some of it. They hadn't I thought they were just decimated. You know, I thought they were frauds. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean I think the Jacksonville thing a little bit is just Trevor Lawrence, he's yeah injury and, and I think that it was pretty clear that something had happened in that game, especially down the stretch. He was overthrowing guys in ways that he, he doesn't typically do it, so I, I think there's a reasonable chance that he may not play or may not be 100% in this game because both the ankle and the concussion are, are real things, and the concussion thing I think actually seemed more concerning to me uh, down that stretch. This is like this world where the NFL is sort of arbitrary on when they pull people out for this concussion protocol, but he got hit really hard and did not seem to be completely there. And then obviously we find out later that he's in the concussion protocol. Now,
0: if he doesn't play, you know, then, then one is fabulous for Tampa. That's Tampa's at home on that game, right? That's at Tampa game.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And in these lines, a lot of times they build in some level of uncertainty. So meaning like, what would the line be if he played versus what he didn't play? Like if he, if he plays probably Jacksonville might be favored by one. Um, but if he doesn't play, like, Tampa will probably go up to a three-point favorite. So this is yeah. kind of, like, built in, the probability built in here.
0: In a, in a very short period of time when it became very likely that C.J. Stroud would not play this week for the second week in a row, Cleveland went from uh, plus two-and-a-half to minus two-and-a-half. It's a five-point move. That's really a lot, isn't it? Five?
3: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before. It's a five-point move, but it's also a move through zero, and it's it's a move through not no key numbers, meaning, like, a five-point move from, say, seven-and-a-half to two-and-a-half is a huge, huge move. Two-and-a-half to two-and-a-half is not nearly as big a move because right. the zero is dead, and none of those are key numbers in terms of, like, three is a key number, seven is a key number. So um, it's, a, it's a move, but it, 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 it's certainly not the biggest five-point move we okay. will
0: Thank you, Jeff. Talk next week. All right, bye, Tony. Jeff Ma, boys and girls, with his picks. And again, you can listen to Jeff and Rufus on Bet the Process. We will come back with email and jingle and I am Tony Kornheiser. I always forget to do this read. Let me do the read. This week's picks with James Carville and Jeff Ma have been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, Make Every Moment More. I even circle it on the paper. <laughs> I circle it and I don't do it. I'm stupid. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next
5: and how to say for it? here comes Tony, here comes Tony. Tony's back. Got your emails, faxes, and your notes Here comes Tony, here comes Tony Here comes Mr. Tony's mailbag Gonna read some for all of you for-
0: And that's Annie Chris. That's pretty good. She can sing. And that's pretty good. <laughs> you want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad
1: for Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to BethesdaBagels.com
0: for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you will be thrilled. That will do it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag, let me just say, so this is Christmas and what have you done? <coughs> Another year over and a new one just begun and so this is Christmas. Hope you had fun. The near and the dear ones, the old and the young. That's John Lennon. And that's my favorite Christmas song. John Lennon singing. It's that. pretty there good. a lot of songs I like, but that's my that's favorite. That's the one. Yeah, thanks to our guests today Jason Lacanfora, James Carville, Jeff Ma. Thanks to all J's Jason, James, Jeff. Wow. Thanks as well to today's sponsors. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and Odyssey get show through apple podcast please leave us a review
2: big thank you to finn from pineapple landscaping for the hats
0: yes hat it's, not, it's not too late to get that uh that fall cleanup right well, yes it's never too late um until it's spring then you get the oh then you get <laughs> the mulching <laughs> <Right>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's philly cricket philly cricket and it's lovely and you played that a thousand
2: times uh i've got some of my best golfing memories on that golf course
0: yeah so that's very very nice
2: change the routing but sneaking out to the uh you know 10th and 11th hole
0: From Ted Keniston in Cincinnati, Ohio. Worst song ever, Feelings. Whoa, 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 whoa. Feelings by Morris Albert, 1974. That's it. That's the list. From Eric Myers in Decatur, Illinois. Indiana, rather. Oh, I guess there's a Decatur in Illinois and Indiana. Oh, I was unaware of that. I guess, because I know there's one in Illinois, and this is from Indiana. Hmm. The worst song of all time is Abracadabra by the Steve Miller Band. Shocked that it has yet to be mentioned. The Steve Miller Band is—I don't want to be too critical here.
1: Stevie guitar,
0: but they are—they are just phenomenally overrated sometimes, and they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. But Got they're some not nice the songs. Beatles, you know. I mean, <laughs> not, you know, not the Beatles. Not. No. From Daryl Baranowski in Pittsburgh, just hoping you can confirm with Jeff Ma if this is a good bet in the first place. It's something on a screenshot. It's oh, it's the what, oh, Niagara. Niagara-Binghamton, we beat them seventy. I think he got 69. all three
1: of his bets on that card wrong. Jeff did? No, 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 whoever no. this guy was. I don't think Jeff's betting Binghamton. Darryl
0: did? Darryl Baranowski?
1: Yeah, I think he took Niagara. I think he took the over.
0: I think he missed. I took the, he took the under on Niagara, under oh. 69.5, and they got 69. Uh, Niagara plus 5.5. No. How did Niagara get plus 5.5? Yes, that's a win. The, Binghamton was favored the over Dr. Niagara? Dr. Bailey-Cort yeah, advantage. advantage. What?
1: Yeah. That's Snake Pit called Dr. Bailey Court. Don't want to go there. Snake Pit. (laughs)
0: Speedy Pit. Um, From Mike Todd, not that (laughs) Mike Todd in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Dear Dr. Grandpa, in regards to Mount Rainier, I'm not sure the exact pronunciation, but in Boston they say Renar. Okay. Who's, Who's at the door? Can we see who's at the door?
1: Jesse and someone.
0: Yeah. From Bill Garner in North Potomac, Maryland. Uh, boil the eggs for 13 minutes. Parking is most important, and more holes are better. What is that? More holes are
1: better for Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah. I believe those are all the oh, things we've learned. This is lo-
0: information for life.
1: Yeah, that's what we've learned on the show.
0: Uh, from Rami or Rami Kandel about Binghamton University. Not sure if this is a David Aldridge moment, but here goes. I was at my friend's house the other night. I was talking to his daughter, who's a senior in high school, about where she was applying to school. So I asked this young lady. Where are you applying? She listed off a lot of the big schools, Penn State, Ohio State, Maryland, Indiana, Georgia, Syracuse, Wisconsin, and then rolls off her tongue. I also applied to the Bing, to which I replied, the Bing? What is the Bing? (laughs) I looked at her mom and dad, and they looked back at me. She says, you don't know? No, what school is that? She then says, Binghamton University. Silly. I said, it's called the Bing now, she said, with 100% confidence. I replied back, oh, that's the school Tony Kornheiser went to. She looks at me like, who is that? I said, the host of PTI on ESPN. Had a show on CBS called Listen Up. Wrote for the Washington Post. It was her time to look at me like I had two heads. But she's never heard of you. More importantly, your alma mater is now called the Bing by the youth. How about that? Didn't know that. All about
2: selling some merch. Yeah.
0: From Michael Colonials. Baranek. She doesn't cut it anymore. <laughs> in Akron, Ohio. It's come time. First day of winter in Akron is December 21st. The Northern Hemisphere is now furthest from the sun at 10.27 p.m. Akron, Ohio, now sees the daylight increase. Eat it, Australia. Yeah, we get that earlier sunrise. We have sunrise. talked about this already in the show. Yes. Uh, Lee Rankin, Menominee, Michigan. Menominee? Ever since the podcast, we discussed the potential future as a Walmart greeter. I've wanted to create that image using AI. Recently, we've started using AI to generate episode artwork for our Optimal Living Daily podcast, so I found this was the perfect opportunity to use my newly acquired skill set to spend 30 seconds to create the attached image. It didn't give you orange pants, per my request, but it did give you a nice orange vest. It's a picture that sort of looks vaguely like me, although thinner than I, and I'm wearing a vest and a tie and a shirt, and I'm greeting people at Walmart.
1: You look very happy. There's a, a blown-up picture uh, on the on second back. page. Yeah, you look very happy about your position.
0: I don't think that's me, but also they didn't, you know. They
1: semi-retired in a coastal town.
0: Yeah, they didn't spell Vikings wrong. With two Ns? Yeah, they didn't spell Vikings wrong. Um, Joshua White from Denver. I watched a new movie last night called The Last Waltz a concert flick that ended with a pretty good singer. I think he might be going places. You should look out for his Right? <laughs> yeah, The Last Waltz is a wonderful, wonderful movie. That's Scorsese. Yes, it is Scorsese, right? right? yeah. That's Scorsese. That is, the concept of that, obviously, is, is what Rob Reiner based the movie on. Of course oh, it is. Oh, yeah, Spinal Tap. Of course it is. Yeah. You know, because he calls himself Marty DeBerge <laughs> in the movie. Come on. It's, a, it's an homage to the last waltz, you know, picking at its skin wherever possible. If you're out on your bike tonight, as always, everyone. Do wear white. Happy Christmas!
5: Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas!
2: To the moon, waiting for my answer soon. I've been drinking in the sky, and I've been staying up all night. It's just a short arrow's flight. If you, you want to touch a satellite, in my heart I made some room.
5: I've, I've been,
0: been talking, talking to the moon.
1: His sound and vision shining down
3: upon my face.
2: You can wonder about the stars, but I don't bother there too far.
1: The
4: moon is
2: right here in my own. Where I sit and hide Alone in my solitude
5: Taking
4: in the evening news A running count of all who died A short walk to get inside I've been sleeping far past noon
1: Rode up to the moon